In episode 11, I'm joined by senior Brody Kielb, who, who compares FRC 8179 to hockey and his work on the ice for our divine child Falcons. Joined here by Brody Kielb. And Brody, would you just give us a sense of what year uh, you are here at Divine Child High School and what kind of courses you've taken in science and technology? So I am a senior now at Divine Child and I've had some experience in science and technology. Uh, currently, I'm taking physics and uh, AP Computer Science, which teaches AP Computer Science teaches you about just the methods behind how to code, how to problem solve, how to like look around the look around problems, and also like the basic structure of classes and different types of methods you can use to implement what you actually want to do. So, have you been able to use any of these skills with FIRST Robotics, which you are a member of the inaugural team here at Divine Child High School, has any of what you've learned in AP Computer Science helped you to code the robot? Uh, most definitely. So, we, we are using Java, which is what is taught in AP Computer Science, but that's just, I know the syntax, that kind of helps, but mostly what's really helping is like the problem solving aspect and uh, having like the basis to build upon. So without, without this, I would have kind of been going into the coding kind of blind and like not really understanding, having to learn everything from scratch. But FIRST reply, uh, provides a lot, lots of libraries, which are big sets of code, uh, pre-coded information in classes, which you can pull from that are downloaded onto the computer and then downloaded to the robot. So you don't have to write everything from scratch, but understanding how to use those libraries and how to import them is also kind of taught in AP Computer Science because they're used through labs we do. So it gives you an e kind of gives an easy way to understand how to access those libraries. And the way you access those is through implementing them as a class. But first you must import them, but once they're imported you can use any class feature within them. And you refer to them using class notation. So it, and then it sets it up so it makes things much easier and makes communicating with the different electronics on the robot uh, easier so we don't have to create it ourselves now some of the code we get is from like third parties because they're they're through the first website but they're specific codes written by the manufacturers of the products okay. so it's much easier again more resources to help you push you to the code so the actual code writing is relatively simple so you don't have to do something super complex but the main idea is that the basis established from AP computer, computer Science is what kind of is building up and helping me understand how to actually construct the code in an efficient manner to allow the robot to work the way we want it to. Now, is anything from physics also translated given that you're going to have this robot uh, gathering up balls and then shooting those balls as a sort of a projectile? Is there anything that you're learning in physics that's also helping with that sort of uh, conceiving of the game? I would say yes. So the main things that are kind of used in physics that would work here are uh, the ideas, concepts of velocity and acceleration, 
Um, pro probably angular velocity, which we're doing right now. But another thing is uh, objects in free fall. So understanding how objects act when they're shot project in projectile motion is extremely important. And understanding the, the different ideas and concepts that go into getting it to go uh, launch the way we, the balls the way we want them to. So we 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 can easily calculate where how, the angle we need and other things that we need to do with the launcher, the velocity we need to shoot it at, the acceleration it needs to have in order to reach the goal where we want it to and exactly where we want it to. So if, if we're able to get the calculations exact, we will have no problem achieving our goals. Now you're also a hockey player. Is there anything from the sports context that is uh, translating over to this competition with schools that you've not run into before, or that maybe that you have played before in hockey? Is there anything that's building up the sense of rivalry or building up the sense of competition? I would say the big thing that's building up is I don't think competition's a really big thing, but I think the one aspect of uh, hockey that kind of transfers is teamwork. Because uh, our team is relatively small, but it's the connections and like th that we can make with each other, and also understanding each other so that we can create the best robot we can. We've kind of because we split up into multiple groups to work on specific aspects, but we also have to come together and collaborate to put it all together in the end. So we're still interacting with each other, and we're creating a team aspect and those kind of teams are also found on sports teams where you have different positions and different things but you all come together to work together for one bigger purpose and for us is to build the robot the best we can and in sports is to win the game and uh, in the end the object of building the best robot we can is to win so may i ask what the the theme for the year infinite recharge means to you how have you seen that played out in your um teamwork to build a robot and then in terms of the larger context uh, the greater Detroit area the Dearborn area that has remade itself multiple times over multiple economies does infinite recharge have an echo in those sorts of socioeconomic terms so infinite recharge the idea behind it is kind of like sustainable energy or sustainability in and of itself it's uh, kind of just sustainability the way it can kind of be applied to uh, ways outside of first is to look at situations and problems and see okay where what kind of faltered here what was unsustainable and try and change it to be sustainable so it might not be sustainable right away but slowly building over time you might be able to create a system and it could be economic it could be power based or it could just be governmental where it's easily sustainable the message is just that in any sense finding a stable and infinite way to create a sense of stability is extremely important. I think is, in, is infinite too ambitious? I mean, given that we live with well, finite resources? I mean, it depends. Like, if, you're, if you think, like, long-term, it might... Resources are finite, but they can be... Some can be reused over and over again. Like, solar energy, wind, water... water those are constantly being recycled and reused and even plastics and metals can be reused again and again so infinite things can be used an infinite amount of times we might have a finite amount but they can be used an infinite amount of times there are some products that are kind of one use and done that really can't be reused again but most things can be reused in some other way shape or form so 
infinite isn't a completely unattainable possibility. And thinking in the future, what if technology advances enough, we may be able to explore more of our solar system and actually harvest the resources that aren't found on the planet. One thing I was reading was asteroid mining, okay. which is a big, which could be a big, very big industry because asteroids contain large amounts of metals that are kind of are pretty rare on Earth. Like some asteroids are found to be all, uh, with a lot of platinum. Now platinum is an extremely rare metal, but it's can used for a multiple number of electronics and other things, and it's extremely expensive. But by eventually maybe mining asteroids, if we're able to, we can have an inf a quote-unquote infinite source of resources because the universe is so vast, there's so many resources out there that it can be easy, easily used to infinitely recharge us. Now, responsible use of that would also be a key importance because overconsumption and the mentality that it's one and done is also problematic because it can lead to pollution and many other problems. So it's all about... It can be infinite, but it also needs to be handled responsibly. And that can also be used through an, an infinite, like, I'll re, uh, uh, sorry, through a infinitely recharged governmental system or some other th environmental system that we create that can protect that. So, in, again, infinite recharge can be used in many aspects. It's just about creating sustainability. May I ask? Is this related at all to your own professional aspirations? Are you thinking of going into engineering? Is that aerospace engineering, environmental engineering, so systems engineering? I my kind of goal is to go into robotic engineering because I I find great uh, interest in creating robots. They're they can be used anywhere. They can be used for anything, and as the technology develops, they may be able to provide greater quality of life. And I just find that working with them is so fascinating. So this is why I kind of want did first in the first place because I wanted to experience aspects of robotics because I know how to code but that's about it. I don't know the mechanics. I don't know the electronics. So going into this I've learned I haven't learned a ton about the mechanics side but I've learned a lot about like the electronic side which is something I've never really knew about before and how like electronics and regulators within those electronics are kind of used and how powers flowed and how to set up a circuitry which is something that, even if I don't, even if it's not used in robotic sense, understanding how circuits work can even help you at home. Because let's say your power goes out because a fuse blew, you have to understand why did that fuse blow? Uh, where did this power surge come from? And what even is a fuse? Because if you don't really understand that, you may not be able to fix your problem. And then you have to call an electrician, and then that's the whole it's very expensive. Expensive. So just even though it, like, I want to like go go into like robotics and use this as my career it can also be help in just the personal life and can help you in your daily life sort of thing because you never know when you might need to have some electronic experience like even in cars there's batteries and if you don't know how to jump start a battery or know how to like make sure that the power is flowing correctly your car won't run so it can also be used again many senses even mechanical understanding the mechanics of vehicles because a motor is a motor, no matter what it is, it might be bigger, it might be smaller, but the way a motor works is the same in every sense. So under, even understanding that can help you greatly if you have a broken down car or your kid's electronic scooter broke down and you don't know why, you might be able to fix it because you understand how the electronics are. 
and the mechanics. Let me ask, um, is AI also part of that horizon for you of what you want to get a better handle on, the artificial intelligence? I think artificial intelligence is an extremely interesting topic because a lot of people fear that it, because artificial we don't really fully understand it. We've created it, but we don't understand it. So the main way artificial intelligence and those kind of bots are created is through, they, they, they call it like parent learning systems. So you have an instructor bot, and then it takes in a bunch of input that the user gave it, like the creator gave it. And most companies don't actually disclose exactly how these bots work. They usually think, you know how when you, some websites go for verification, like you're not a robot? Right. What those are is it's actually creating tests for the robot. It takes all that data and it gives it to the parent and then it gives them thousands of tests. And it takes the best and then creates duplicates and then keeps doing it. And this is happening on a scale of millions of bots going at the same time. And so you end up creating something that's so intelligent, but the constructor doesn't know how it was built and the bot doesn't know how it's doing it. They're just doing it. So the systems are and creating the new intelligence. Are creating it kind of themselves. We've set up the base, but we don't know kind of how it's going. So it seems like we don't have control over it, but we can set parameters to the point where it can't do certain things. It can't branch out past this point. But AI have actually been shown to even break, kind of figure their way around those boundaries. So because there was this uh, article I read and video I watched where they had a bunch of AI, they had teams of two, and they were playing tag, freeze tag. So they could, like, there were objects in, like, a virtual space that they could move around and block. And they ended up manipulating the entire engine of the game to propel themselves extremely high in the air to jump over walls, to uh, glitch between corners. And it's, that's not something that's intended because you have bounds. But they figured out how to break those bounds. So it's AI seemed like an extremely... Uh, promising uh, aspect where they can develop things that we might not be able to think of because they are able to go through so many iterations so quickly and develop extremely fast. So I think it, I mean, we also need to make sure we're not giving them too much as apocalyptic movies have shown, they get too intelligent, but it seems like the, this is an ex uh, a really good prospect. So you are generally optimistic about the future and yeah. about technology's role in the future. Is that accurate? Yes, but it also may be misused. But as of now, from what I've seen, it doesn't seem like it's trending down that path. Thank you for joining me. Do you want to make a prediction as to how the team will do at Southfield and at Belleville, or do you want to leave it open? From what we've designed, I think we have an extremely competitive robot, and we may be able to do things standalone, but... As it, with a team setting and figuring out and be, becoming a part of a, a three-man team and finally like finalizing that if we make it to the final uh, portion, we may be able to do extremely well. That's all for episode 11. FRC 8179 competes locally for the first time, February 27th through the 29th at Southfield High School. Come out and support your Robo Falcons. Get fired up, Falcons! Oh, my honey. Oh, my honey. Oh, my honey. Oh, my honey.